Whatever it costs me, all I want is you. Jesus, all I want is you. Wherever you One more time. Uh, this is where I'm at in this countdown. And some of you have have said, thank you, Pastor Ryan, for showing me this. Some of you have said, why did you ever turn me on to this, right? I hate you for that, you know, <laughs> and, so, you know and it's like, a, it's just like a heartbreak. It's a process of heartbreak, and I pulled it up, and uh, I've got seven weeks left with Cannon. Uh, it, it makes it sound like he's, he's going away and never coming back, right? Uh, but it really is. It, it just puts it in perspective that his, his countdown clock, uh, counting down to his next move, uh, and really, I didn't think it was going to happen this year, but he will be moving out of our house and, and starting that next step for him. And so that's, that's a big transition for him. That's a big transition for us. And so I've got seven weeks, and then when I look at Kobe's, uh, I've got 111 weeks. Now, that may seem like a lot, but it really isn't. Um, it really isn't. And I, I look back, and I thought about the last 10 years. And if I look back at the last 10 years, and this is just um, – you know, kind of the countdown by the numbers of the last 10 years, what has ticked by. So I want to give you the numbers of what has ticked by over the last 10 years. Obviously, I'll start with 10 years. But not only has 10 years ticked by, 520 weeks have ticked by, 3,650 days, 87,650 hours, 5 million 259,490 minutes have ticked by, and roughly more than 315 million seconds have passed over the last 10 years. And you think about that. You think about this passage of time. You think about everything that has happened maybe in your life over the last 10 years, the good and the bad. All these things that have kind of marked these moments, all these things that have kind of marked these minutes, and I'm sure there are things that you can just kind of look back on and recall, you know, uh, just significant events. Um, I began to think last night, there was something that my, my wife has said, and I think she's a pretty smart person. I know she got this quote from somewhere else, but I, I always, when I hear it, I think about her because I think that it's true. But the, the person this quote is attributed to is a lady by the name of Gretchen Rubin. Uh, but I'm going to attribute it to Raina because I think she's prettier and smarter. And so this is what I, I heard my wife say one day. She said, the days are long, but the years are short. The days are long, but the years are short. And, man, when I look back, and I look back over the last several years, and, and I just think of everything that's changed. I look back over the last 18 years, you know, from when I first became a dad. How much has changed, good and bad? How much I look back on and I just kind of mark the passage of time. And there were days that we looked at each other. I know me and Ray looked at each other like, oh, my gosh, is this day ever going to be over? Are they ever going to be out of diapers? Will they ever stop pooping and peeing on the floor everywhere, right? <laughs> and I know that's gross, but, I mean, if you're a parent, you remember that, right? Some of you were like, I remember that because that was this morning, uh, and I pray for you. I pray for you, and I giggle a little bit when I look at. That, I think about it, uh, but but no, it's 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 one of those things. And I think about just uh, how much has has gone by, how much has ticked by. And I, I'm starting a series today. And we're calling it TikTok. 
and it's got nothing to do with the app, okay? So I don't even have the TikTok app. I don't even know what it is. Uh, so don't worry about that. That's not what this is about. Uh, but it is about uh, time ticking by. It is about what has passed by and, and what we do with what we have to come, with how much we have to come, however much that is, because you don't know, do you? You don't know how much time you have left. You say, wow, Pastor, that took a, a morbid turn, right? <laughs> but it's true. It's true. We don't know what we have left. We know what has left us, but we don't know how much we have left. We know what has passed, but we don't know how much more is to come to pass. And, and, so, and so when I think about this, I think about this, this statement, the days are long, but the years are short. I also think about, you know, somebody asked me one time, they just say, where's the time gone? You ever ask that question? Where's the time gone? And so somebody looked at me and said, it just went away. <laughs> it just went away, right? Uh, I don't know exactly where it went, but it's not here any longer. Um, and I want us to go to Psalm chapter 90. Psalm chapter 90 uh, is considered the oldest psalm that there is. Uh, it is attributed to Moses. Uh, most scholars believe uh, this is, this is a uh, psalm of Moses. And uh, so it is, it is considered to be the oldest psalm. Now, I only want to read to you uh, three verses here out of Psalm 90. In Psalm 90, verse 10, this is what it says. The years of our life are 70 or even uh, by reason of strength 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble, right? That's one of those days. Hey, when's this going to end kind of deal? They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger or your wrath according to the fear of you? Verse 12, and this is what I love, and I've, just, I've had this marked and bracketed and highlighted in my Bible for a long time. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to look at our days properly. Teach us to look at the time that has been spent and the time that we're going to spend. Teach us to look at it with wisdom and with insight. I, I want to do that. And, and, and I've been praying that I have done that, and I want to continue to do that even better. And, and that is kind of the, the gist of what this is today. And so, so this Father's Day message really is, is more to everyone, right? Because this is where all of us are at. We're in this thing called time. We live in this, uh, this construct of time. And so we get up. Uh, a lot of us get, got up this morning because an alarm clock went off, right, and woke us up. And, and some of us, the last thing we're going to do tonight when we, before we go to bed is kind of look at the clock and make sure everything's set because we live our life bracketed by time. We live our life in this construct of time, and we mark moments and seasons and months and days by time. I look at Psalm 39 and 4. It also speaks to this too. I'll just read it off the screen. Psalm 39 and 4. It says, O Lord, make me know my end. And what is the measure of my days? Right? God, help me to look at the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Let me know how fleeting I am. I was having this conversation. I think it was with Taylor uh, this past week. We were talking about the book of Ecclesiastes and how sometimes Ecclesiastes can seem kind of depressing right? There's so many great scriptures, but you read Ecclesiastes and, and uh, Koheleth, or the teacher, uh, talks about how uh, life is vanity. Everything is vanity. Everything is hevel, right? And that word hevel is, it means vapor. It, it means it's here just very briefly, and it's gone, 
right? And we're talking about that, and just that's, that's how life is. Life is but a vapor. We're, we're told that in different places in Scripture. Life is but a vapor, and, and it's here, and then it's gone. The Greeks had two words for time. The Greeks had two words for time, and, and, and I want to share that with you. The first one was this, was chronos. Chronos is a word where we get uh, our words chronology, uh, is, is where we get uh, chronos is chronology and chronological. Uh, it is the concept of calendar time. It is the concept of a clock uh, or, or a wristwatch. That is uh, what chronos is. The first watches, and I think I told you this in a message uh, several months ago, I think uh, appeared around the 14th century. Uh, the first, uh, first mechanical watches appeared around the 14th century. And so chronos is this way that we think about time. We think about the calendar time. We think about clock time. Chronos was also uh, a mythological, as a Greek god. Uh, and Kronos, if, you, if you've never heard anything about Kronos, this is how Kronos, I'll just describe Kronos to you, the Greek god. He was a short, uh, muscular, had muscular legs, kind of like me. Um, <laughs> why are y'all laughing, man? Come on. I got way bigger laugh than what he should have, okay? Uh, he was short, had muscular legs, had winged heels, all right? He had wings on his heels, and he moved so fast that once he passed you, it was impossible to catch him, all right? And so that was kind of that idea that it, it, it kind of spoke to the passage of time. It seems like you can never, I need to, I need to catch up on time. Anybody ever said that? I, I need to catch up. I'm trying to, trying to speed things up. I need, to, I need to buy some time or save some time. You know, I'm trying to do this catch up on time. And, and really the idea of uh, this Greek god Kronos was that once he passes you, you're never getting it back, right? Which is, which is, we get that. Kronos, it's interesting. Kronos had a full head of hair in the front, but he was bald in the back, right? Yeah, how many of you guys, <laughs> you've seen this hairstyle before, right? It ain't coming back, guys. I know we could do a lot of things to make it come back, but it's not coming back. I, 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 I thought about this picture, and I thought, you know what, I think I know Kronos uh, probably had kids, right? Because I, I, this, is, this is why I've got a bald spot right here. This is Kobe. This was Kobe, yeah, yeah, right after Kobe. Kobe, I don't know, he's about maybe six months old, but he was grabbing hold for dear life, right? And he's having a great time just pulling daddy's hair out. So this is why. You make fun of me while I'm bald, this is why. You're the reason. Okay. See, Kronos talks about calendar time. The other word that we find uh, in the Greek is this, is the word kairos. So you have chronos and you have kairos. And kairos is a different way of looking at time. It's a different way to um, kind of measure time because kairos is, is measured not by the minutes but by the moments. Kairos is measured by significant moments, significant opportunities. And so when it's talking about a Kairos moment or Kairos time, it's talking about those things where you look back, kind of like this parent Q app, that it's like, oh, yeah, I measure, I measure these by the experiences that I've had. I measure this by maybe the times that I've had, this trip that we just took. It was, it was full of Kairos moments where, you know, we get a chance to climb a mountain together and we're just sitting up there on the Grand Canyon on this. I think it was called, what is uh, Bright Angel Point? 
you know, and my boys are just daredevils. They want to climb up on these things. I'm like, please, please don't climb up on that. But I don't want to seem like the helicopter parent that says, no, you can't do that, right? And so I'm like climbing behind them. They're like, okay, just that's far enough. That's far enough, right? But we get up there, and we're sitting on these rocks, and we're looking out. And it's just like, this is beautiful. God, look what you did. And then I look at my family, and I think, oh, God, this is beautiful. God, look what you did. And it's those moments that we have that we, we say, this is significant. This is a significant time. So Kairos is about measuring time differently. It's about capturing the capturing of a moment. It's the carpe diem. You've heard that term, carpe diem. Seize the day, right? Um, Kairos is, is actually, it was used as an archery term, as a term that was used in archery, because what it meant was this, um, it meant that it had the, the picture of an arrow that is being shot at a long distance. So the archer would have to, to make adjustments. The archer would have to look at, at the target and how far the target was away. And what Kairos is, is it has all these variables. So if you're shooting at a long distance, and some of you guys that go to the range and you shoot at very long distances, you know that there's a lot of variables that come into play, maybe wind speed. You know, I've even heard that uh, marksmen in the military, if they're shooting for so far, they have to even take into consideration the rotation of the earth, which is crazy that you have to think about such variables like that. But that's what this, this term um, kairos has with it. It has the idea and the picture of archery and being able to shoot this arrow and hit your mark and everything that's got to take place, all those variables, being able to evaluate all the variables, right? And for us to have those kairos moments, we have to do the same thing. We have to be able to what? Evaluate all the variables. Because there are things that are unexpected in life, right? There are things that happen that I didn't account for that. So, you know, I have to account for it now. Or, or maybe I didn't think that was going to happen. Or I didn't know how this was going to look. And so that's what Kairos is. Kairos is how the arrow was shot at the right traje trajectory with the right force to hit the right target. You have to take into consideration all the variables. That is the evaluation of Kairos. So if you look at the difference between these two, you have Kronos and Kairos. And I think I gave you this. Kronos is quantitative. Kairos is qualitative. That is the difference. That's the biggest difference. One is quantitative where you're measuring and you're counting, right? Lord, teach me to number my days. I only have so many of them. But also help me, Lord, to know the measure of those days. That when I'm looking at them, I'm measuring not only quantitatively that I've been here on this planet for so long, but I've also looked at it in a qualitative way that I've had these moments in my life. I've had these moments with my own dad. I think about that. I think about my dad when I, and when I change my Facebook profile picture to, to my, my picture with my dad. You know, it's just one of those things you, I think about. I, I, I began to think about those days growing up. I began to think about those days riding in the truck with him and having conversations, sometimes conversations that he wanted to have that I didn't want to have, right? And, and having those conversations. But I look back on that and I think those are moments that I didn't appreciate then, but I appreciate them now. I didn't see the weight and the gravity of them then, but, man, I see the weight and the gravity of them now because those are Kairos moments, and that's being measured a little bit differently. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, and I'll just read it off the screen if you don't mind putting it up. And this is what it says in Ephesians 5, verse 15. No, I did not give that to you. So we're going to make that adjustment, and that's why you bring your Bible, because sometimes I don't put stuff in the computer. And this is what it says in Ephesians 5 and 15. It says this. It says, look carefully then how you walk, right? And it's not just really talking about physically. Yeah, you need to look carefully at where you're going. When we were up on those, those cliffs and we had to look carefully at where we placed our footsteps. But it's talking about your life in, in, a, in an even bigger way, in a greater way, where it says look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. See, see the theme? God, help me to number my days correctly so I can get a heart of what? Wisdom. So, Lord, help me to walk. Be careful. Lord, help me to, to look at how I walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the what? Time. Because the days are evil. There's a lot out there that Paul is saying wants to steal from you, wants to take from you wants to rip things out of your hand, wants to shortcut your, your life, wants to short-circuit your promises and opportunities. And Paul is saying, be careful how you walk. Be, be careful at, at what you give your life over to, not as unwise but as wise. So in light of this verse, what, what is this day about? And I wrote this down. It says, when I know my days are numbered, I tend to make what matters matter more right and that's that's really that's just what this is about this morning when i know my days are numbered when i know you know what i'm not given forever as as a kid i thought you know what i didn't think about eternity i didn't think about death i thought man i'm invincible i could run through a wall right and i tried to a few times and i, I never made it right that's uh, th there were things that i tried that you know i never tried jumping off the roof i always thought you know i can go get one of those big black trash bags it's heavy duty trash bags i think i could jump off the roof and parachute right anybody you thought those dumb thoughts before how many of you acted on them praise god you're still here <laughs> we got parents said don't do that um no i i, I mean there were things that that we did that was just like i felt invincible there are things that i tried as a kid and i look back on it now and i'm horrified and, and I, I think i would never want my kids to do that never want my kids to try that but they think they're invincible you know but when we know that our days are numbered we tend to make what matters matter more we tend to look at that with weightier eyes and and, and more gravity it carries more with us. Two things I want to leave you with today. I'm going to wrap this up. When I know my days are numbered, I tend to make what matters matters more. How do you make it matter? How do you make it matter? Two things that I would suggest today, and, and I'm sure there's other things that, that we can do, but these are just the two things that came to me today. The first thing that I, I want to leave with is this, is being present over perfect. Being present over being perfect. None of you in here are going to be perfect. None of you in here are going to always get it right, always do it right, always make the right decision. Now, this is not an excuse to go live your life in a wrong way. You got me? But what this is is an acknowledgement of, you know what, I'm not going to be perfect. And what my family needs is really for me to be present. 
There, there are going to be times that just seem like, like riding in the truck with my dad. I look back on that now, and I'm sure there are times where he was just talking to me about stuff that I needed to know. I didn't get it at that moment. And it wasn't a big deal. It, was, it wasn't at that moment a big deal, but I look back on it now, and it was a significant moment. And I needed his presence in my life. My dad wasn't perfect. My dad was my hero, but my dad wasn't perfect. And, and I can acknowledge that, and, but it, it kind of lets me off the hook, too, knowing I've not been perfect with my kids. There have been plenty of times that, that I've had to go back and say, you know what, I'm sorry. So being there is more important than being perfect. This Gretchen Rubin that Raina stole her quote from, she had another one, and I want to give you this one. It says, what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. What you do every day matters more than what you do just once in a while. And it's that idea of being there. It's that idea of showing up. And sometimes it may not seem huge. Sometimes it may not seem like it's earth-shattering. Sometimes it may not come with a lot of fanfare. But it means so much to have them there. It means so much to have a parent there. Showing up carries more weight than showing out. I'll just say it that way. Showing up carries more weight than showing out. You can be a show-off, and, hey, I'm here to step into somebody's life here just for a moment and show, show out. But there's something to be said about being able to be there and show up. So being present over being perfect. The second thing is this, is because you're not perfect, you're going to fail. So when you fail, fail forward fell forward what does that mean that means um if perfection isn't my goal isn't my goal i'm going to make mistakes so i've got to be willing to to show them what it looks like show my kids show my family show people around me what it looks like to yeah i'm gonna make mistakes yeah i'm gonna but this is what it looks like to do it with grace while we were gone um we went to a place called zion national park anybody ever been to zion it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's amazing. And so we got off on this on this one trail trailhead, and and it takes you up to what's called the Emerald Pools. And there's three of them. There's a lower pool. There's a middle pool, and there's an upper pool. And they always keep telling you it's about a about a three mile hike all the way up to the upper pool. Um, but that last leg is is a little bit more strenuous, right? It's it's a little bit crazier. And so we're we're tired. Uh, we have made this hike up. Um, you know, and I, I get up there to the top of this pool, and there's all these people. There's probably 75, maybe 100 people up there on the top of this thing, and it's this cliff that goes, it's a sheer cliff that goes straight up, and there's this waterfall that's coming off of it, and it's pull, pulling in, in this, this, this big pool of water. And there's kind of these streams that run out and just trickle down, trickle down the mountain to uh, the lower pools. And there's places where the water has kind of pulled up and it's gotten somewhat stagnant. We had already read that said um, a thing. And I was asking Kobe a little earlier. said, what was that thing? And I said, there was some kind of bacteria, a toxic bacteria that uh, is in some of these uh, stagnant pools. So don't put your hands in it. Uh, don't bathe in it. Don't let your kids play in it, right? I'd already seen that warning. And I'm thinking, okay, that's cool, right? <laughs> And uh, so we're having to go across this stream, in a, in a sense, 
to get to the big pool. And, and, and I get over there, and I realize I go to step. There's these, all these rocks, and I go to step on this first rock, and my w- momentum is carrying me forward. And I realize, and all this happens in like uh, two-tenths of a second, I realize that as I put my foot on this first rock and my weight is pitched forward, that I have not thought about where my next foot is going to go. And then I realized that in some of these places in between the rocks, it looks like there's bacteria down there. Just swimming around, bacteria just having a great time, you know. And I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, oh, I don't want to step in that. And so I hit this one rock, and then I, I, I hit this other rock, and I hit this other rock, and it's like Frogger. I'm like frogging, bouncing across this thing. And I get to the other side, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I just do that? And the lady looks at me, and she voices that. She said, did you just do that? And I'm like, yeah, she, did you mean to do that? That was amazing. And I know lie, about 20 people break out into applause. And I'm like, that was a mistake. <laughs> I was falling in style, right? That's, that's what's happening. It's, it's, that was not planned at all. Sometimes our life, our falls aren't planned. Our mistakes aren't planned. And, and sometimes when we fall, we need to fall gracefully. And what does that mean? And I just wrote this down, and this is what it means to me. Show them what it looks like to get back up. Show them what it looks like to apologize. Show them what it looks like to forgive and to be forgiven. Show them what it looks like to give grace and receive grace. I think when we fail, if we can do it in such a way where we say, God, I'm not going to be perfect, but help me to do this in a way that shows your grace and your mercy. Help me do it in a way that shows your humility. Help me do it in a way where I've always point back to you and said, you are the God, even when I fall, you are the God that picks me up. You are the God that helps me to stand. There's a proverb that says, though the righteous man falls seven times, seven times he rises again. He doesn't stay down, he gets back up. So even if you fail, parent, kid, boss, wherever you're at, whatever that moniker you wear, that label you wear, know this, that God loves you, he is with you, He has given you this time and this moment. Don't waste it. Even if it looks like failure, it doesn't have to be wasteful. Even if it's not how you planned it, 